Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees beat reporter Brian Hope. Brian, it's uh, the thing I think that was the biggest variable that had to work for this team to be good. Uh, was the rotation had to be good and had to be healthy. And over this last basically single turn through the rotation, they've been pretty effective. Um, how, how is this – I mean, again, everything is just a few games, but uh, is this a pretty encouraging thing? Do you, do you like what you're seeing from the Yankee starters here lately? Sure, it is only a few games, but you can only go off what you've seen so far. And what you've seen so far is that the Yankees are getting good starting pitching. Uh, I think that – you saw big things from Nathan Evaldi his third time out there. Uh, he made a little adjustment against the Tigers, and, and that is no picnic to go into Detroit and face that kind of lineup. So uh, to be able to do what he did last night, uh, made a little adjustment, the slider was a little tighter for him, uh, that's very encouraging because he's one of the guys you look at the career win-loss, you look at the numbers, and you say, wow, well, you know, how with that kind of stuff, how is this guy not winning more games? Well, uh, this is what the Yankees are hoping, that he's kind of a late bloomer. It takes starting pitching time to develop. He's still very young. I mean, this is not a 29-, 30-year-old guy. This is not a finished product. So uh, the Yankees are hoping the best years are ahead, and that's one reason they made that trade for him. And then you're seeing encouraging things from Tanaka, who looked like the guy he was last season down in St. Pete. Uh, that was a big outing for him, I think, just for his confidence, his state of mind, to know that's still in there, that that's still in the tank. And, CC, I know that the numbers are not coming, the wins are not coming, but it's hard to ask a whole lot more than what they've already gotten out of CC this year. Uh, if he can keep that up, I really do believe that the numbers are going to turn around. What, what jumps out to me most is the strikeout-to-walk ratio. He is really pounding the zone. He's, he's learning to pitch in this second stage of this career, and he knows that, look, the, the 96-97 velocities, that, that's not going to come back. But if he can replicate what Andy Pettit was in – the tail end of Andy's career, uh, the Yankees would sign up for that in a heartbeat. And, and uh, again, kind of scouting the stats here, but Sabathia's last outing seemed, uh, certainly the results were better. I mean, he, he walked three as opposed to one total in the first two starts, but um, it, was, was he noticeably different, or was it kind of just more things fell a little better and he pitched the same as the previous outing? 
I, I think the lineup was better that he faced. I mean, that is a tough lineup, one for nine, to go into Detroit and face that lineup on their home turf. So I think, yeah, there were some balls that he got helped out by the defense. He turned a few double plays there behind him. Uh, I think that, look, if, if he can go in and, and give his team eight innings of two-run ball against a team like the Tigers, which has just really been mashing this year, um, you know, not, not so much of late, but, look, that lineup can hit. Um, I, I think the Yankees will take that out of what really is going to be their number three starter in Sabathia. If he can give them that kind of outing every fifth day, they'll take that. Can't talk Yankees without talking A-Rod. Um, I think we expected – I expected, and I think we talked about this, you know, kind of maybe he'd look like the guy the last time uh, we saw him healthy, which which was a guy who got on base but didn't really hit for a lot of power. Um, He's crushing the ball. That, to me, is the most striking thing. It's not that he's getting some base hits. It's not that he's getting on base. It's that he's hitting the ball really far. Is this a surprise to you to to see the power that he's showing early this year? It's a little surprising, yeah. Um, you saw a little bit of it in spring training. You didn't know how it was going to translate in the regular season. Uh, you know, when you get in these bigger ballparks, outdoor weather, cold weather. Uh, look, he's he's proving one thing that he is proving is he can still catch up to a fastball with the best of them. So I think uh, uh, I think people were thinking they'd come into the season and bring in a guy who throws 95 and up and and get away with it against Alex, and that just hasn't proven to be the case. Look. He's striking out quite a bit. I think I saw a number. It's over 30% of his, his at-bats have been strikeouts. That's way above his career average. So he is susceptible to some things. It's not like he's a superhuman force here in the lineup. Um, his, the average has dipped below 300 again. I, I think that, look, it, as we've been saying, he would have helped that lineup a lot last year. Being there, he would have played every day. He would have DH'd. He could have, he could have filled in the corners. And he would have been the, one of the most productive players in that lineup last year. It's turning out to be that way so far. Look, he said you've got to do it over the course of a full season, and let's look up in September and see where he's at. I agree with that. But it's hard to imagine him getting off to a much better start here as April turns into May. Uh, The Yankees, for for everything that's happened in the headlines and everything we've talked about, uh, he's helping them win games. And uh, so I think that he has certainly become – uh, a force in that lineup, and obviously Girardi has elevated him now. He's he's been in the three hole. Uh, he he belongs there. He's proving that he belongs there, and uh, he's proving he can still hit major league pitching. If if a reasonable expectation for him coming into the year was maybe 270, 360 on base, 15, 20 home runs, and I think you know I think that's probably fair. Right? If people would have ended up on on different sides of that, but but that's probably a basically an aggregate, maybe mildly optimistic take for him coming into the year. Is, is there any part of that, that that just based on two weeks you think we really should adjust um, maybe the home runs, or, or do you still think that at the end of the year that's probably about what he's going to look like when we get to September? To me, I'll stay there. You know, who knows for sure, but I'll stay there just based on it is a it is a marathon, not a sprint. You've heard it so many times. Uh, something could happen at some point. Look, he's 39 and a half years old, going on 40. Uh, he's going to need some days off here and there. There's going to be bumps and bruises and, and wear and tear. But if he does stay in this DH role and, and Girardi does keep the communication up, which is something that he's very good about, and if Alex is honest about taking a day when he needs a day, and you know you would think that the DHing will keep him fresher than if he had to play 140, 150 games at third base because that's just not realistic at this point. Uh, I, I think he should get the at-bats to put up those kind of numbers and, 
you know, maybe the home run total can exceed uh, 15. Maybe you can get into the 20s. Uh, I, I, I really would hesitate to, to extrapolate it over the, the course of a full season and say he's going to hit 30 or 40 bombs. But uh, I, I think that there's no reason he can't continue to be this level of productive and, and really help out the Yankees lineup. We turn our focus now to the bullpen. Um, Dylan Batances' last few starts, again, the numbers look awfully good. Look like the guy we're kind of used to seeing. Uh, he's basically cut out the walks. He's striking guys out. Does he look sorted out to you? The velocity's come back, too. Uh, I think that people were worried about that in spring training because he wasn't lighting up the radar gun the way you saw it during uh, July and August of last year. But the Yankees had said they were looking at his readings from last spring, and he was actually above where he was then. So maybe it just took a little bit more time to, to come back together. Uh, it's something where he has been relying a little bit more on the breaking ball than uh, previously seen. I think it's something where... If he's throwing it for strikes and getting swings and misses on it, well, keep it up. Um, there's there's no reason why he has to rear back and, and try and throw a 97 past everybody. Uh, he with that fastball curve slurve combo, whatever you want to call it, uh, he can get a lot of swings and misses and outs. And, and it's interesting to see how this has evolved with Girardi now. Uh, Miller is the one getting the save opportunities. He's he's got five of them now. Uh, but you can make the argument that Batances is coming into the hairier parts of the lineup. There was that game against the Rays down at the Trop where. Dylan had to come in and get five outs there, and he had to face the heart of the lineup. So Miller was saying that night, Dylan may not have gotten the save, but he did the more important job there. So this is kind of what we've been talking about. I thought it was going to flip the other way. Uh, I was wrong on that. I thought that Miller would get the eighth and Batances would get the ninth, but it's working this way. There's no reason for Girardi to, to flip it right now. So I, I can I can see them continuing to go with this for quite a while. One more question about the current Yankees. Uh, how long can they keep up this, this bullpen revolving door thing where um, guys not only come in and out of the the, uh, the major league roster but on and off the 40 and in some cases in and out of the organization entirely? Um, I, I would assume it's not something they want to continue, but how, how long do you see the bullpen stabilizing at some point? Yeah, you don't want to have to keep having that revolving door. and. You know, that's why you do have the pitchers down at AAA that you can bring up uh, during the course of the year. But that 19-inning game against Boston really hurt. Uh, and it took that long to just come back from that. Uh, you had to wait for Esmeral Rogers to come back. So you had a revolving door, guys like Chasen Shreve, who is now finally back. I mean, Shreve, in his case, he didn't do anything wrong to get sent down, except he did his job pretty well. We, we A couple of years ago, Adam Warren did the same thing out in Oakland and wind up pitching uh, – five, six innings against the A's in an extra inning game that seemed to go on forever, and his reward for that was getting sent down to AAA. But, you know, so this is kind of the thing. Girardi has talked about it. It's always an uncomfortable conversation. You don't want to have to have it because the pitchers didn't do anything wrong. Uh, he's had to have that conversation quite a few times this year, but if they can stay out of those extra inning games and, and keep the long reliever stable and have Esmail Rogers do that job and, and not have to – pawn the job off on other people. Maybe they can keep the revolving door down a little bit. But I think the important thing is uh, they're getting results out of guys like not just Miller, Batances, but David Carpenter. Obviously, he had the one blip in Baltimore. But for, on the whole, he's been pretty good. And Justin Wilson has looked pretty good in the in the limited amounts of time he's been on the mound. Uh, so they're getting contributions throughout that bullpen. And uh, Miller put it well. He said that no matter how you align it, they, they should have seven guys there that can come in and do the job. And People were talking about the bullpen being one of the strengths of the Yankees this year, and I think it's it's shaping up to be that. 
And then finally, let's talk a little bit of Franchise 4. Um, the Yankees have, have a, a – the first round of battling was just announced, and, and the, uh, the four Yankees on the outs could be the four for some clubs. Um, <laughs> Ruth, Gehrig, Mantle, DiMaggio in. Barra, Ford, Jeter, and Rivera not currently in. What's your four? Do you, do you go with the, the, the four, the sort of canonized four that, that the fans have gone with so far, or would you put one of those guys currently on the outs in the top four? Gosh, that is so tough. I mean, the Yankees do not make it easy here, do they? Uh, can, we, can we make it a franchise eight or something? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, look, Ruth, Ruth was bigger than the game. Uh, you got to go with him, I think. Garrett, you've got to go there. DiMaggio, how do you say no to DiMaggio? Mantle. <laughs> I, I would love to be able to make the case for you. I mean, it, it really stinks to leave Yogi off that. I, I'd love to make the case to you that you could put Jeter or Rivera in there, but the guys who came before, the, that's the Yankees. I mean, Jeter and Rivera belong in the conversation for sure, but I don't see how I can take any one of those four out. So I think the fans are getting it right. Uh, it's very difficult to do. It's very difficult to look at the Yankees' Mount Rushmore and say that Jeter and Rivera, sorry, there's no place for you on it, but – uh, <laughs> I, I'm having a really tough time doing that and disagreeing with the fans. So I think uh, they're doing a good job with it. It's a it's a tough assignment for sure. Yogi to me is the toughest guy out of there to keep out, and and I really can see a case to, to bump Mantle for Yogi. But again, yeah. you're, you'd be bumping Mickey Flip and Mantle. Yeah, man. I, it's just what do you do? Um, I'm glad that somebody else is making that decision, and I, it's not up to me because that, that's a tough call to make. Uh, the, uh, the the B writers the B writers answer and I say that not critically I use it plenty myself glad it's not my decision. Uh, there you Brian go. Brian Hope, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras and thanks everybody for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out of market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real time highlights, live look ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.